Welcome to another In Wheel Time podcast, a 30-minute mini version of the In Wheel Time car show that airs live every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central. From the Smoke and Mirrors Network, it's the In Wheel Time car talk show. Coming up, we talk with Alan Rudolph with Speed Sports Racing Park and Academy. I got to drive the 2023 Lexus ES350. I'm excited to tell you all about it. We'll also have the cruise in calendar Conrad has this week in auto history, and I'll bring you the stories making automotive news headlines just ahead on this hour of the In Wheel Time Car Talk Show. Howdy along with Mike out of this world, Mars. King Conrad DeLong. We always need more Jeff Zekin. I'm Don Armstrong. Thanks so much for joining us on this Saturday. The last hour of our show, our show normally airs from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. every Saturday mm-hmm. morning mm-hmm. in the live version, and then we do podcasts and Mars takes care of all of the rebroadcasting of all the segments and stuff like that. So um, thank you, Mr. Mars, for your duty. It's a duty. It's a duty. (laughs) I said duty on the radio. Alan Rudolph is a legend. I'm going to read this because I think it's very well written, and I think that it kind of explains who Alan is, and we all need to know who Alan is. Alan Rudolph is a legend in the karting community, the winner of multiple awards. Alan has stood on the podium in all disciplines of karting, including sprint, road racing, and oval, most notably five-time SKUSA King of the Streets. He was multiple championships under his belt and is the recipient of the Dan Weldon Ambassador to Karting Award and was recently voted into the inaugural class of the SKUSA Hall of Fame. Alan has trained well-known drivers who went on to be professional uh, careers in driving, including NASCAR driver Chase Elliott. Alan is a fiercely competitive guy, championship-winning race driver, and brings expertise and experience to Houston, Texas through Speed Sports Racing Park and the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. Alan, it's a pleasure to have you with us today. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate that. Well, uh, that's quite an impressive uh, resume that you've got there. Tell me where Speed Sports Racing Park is. We're actually in New Caney, Texas, just north of King Woodall, 59, uh, 59 and 242. So just 30 minutes from downtown, 20 minutes from the woodlands, perfectly located. And that thing was built, I remember flying over it, um, what, a couple years ago, three years ago? Believe it or not, it's approaching seven years now. Oh, well, there you go. Time flies. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently it does. Uh, So seven years now. And uh, do you rent go-karts up there? Kind of do it all, to be honest. I have, uh, if you've seen the layout of the facility, it's two separate racetracks. One is primarily for open to the public rental carts, or ride and drive, we call it. Uh, I do a lot of corporate groups and stuff. So yesterday we had a group of 50 people that did a buyout of the facility. Uh, and rode our rental carts and had lunch and beer and wine after. And um, so that's all happens on the rental tracks. We were kind of hoping that the beer and wine would precede Before the race. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, but that's, that's on the rental side. So day-to-day burn over there is just open to the public Wednesday through Sunday. Um, and then, like on Saturdays, we open at noon. We go to 10 p.m. Sundays, noon to 6 um, and so you can just come bring family, friends, whatever, and, and ride our rental carts. And then uh, the other track is what we refer to as our pro track. And that's open to, to members who have their own go-karts. And um, and as you alluded to in your original email, Timmy, but, uh, we do car stuff, too. 
Um, so we do drifting now, and, and uh, the Portrait Club is going to be here today doing autocross. Um, it's a unique way, uh, you know, if you know anything about autocrossing, autocross is generally done in a big empty parking lot with a bunch of cones. Mm -hmm. So instead, they, they treat our track like an autocross, and it honestly works out way better than being on a cone course. Well, I will tell you that I have done autocross, and uh, uh, for the most part, it's a first gear kind of thing, but I'll tell you what, it certainly does test your driving skills, getting around those cones as fast as you can without spinning out or making horrible mistakes and running over cones and making a fool of yourself is yeah. basically it. Yeah. So do you, on, on those, those kind of things where uh, you, know, you bring your own car, let's just say the Corvette Club comes out and they want to run, I don't know anything about auto crossing, and do you supply, or would you ride with somebody like me that doesn't know anything about it? Uh, I have done that in the past through a little coaching. There's a, there's a particular car club that comes out uh, once a month called Track Casual, and some of those guys want me to do a little right seat driving with them for some coaching, and, and I do that. But in general, like this Porsche club, they run the show. They come and rent the track from me for the day. And they set up their own little timing system and, and keep track. You know, autocross is, is a timed event. So they set all that up. I'm really hands-off on that type of stuff. Same well, with the drifting. And, and you said that uh, the, the club that you had out recently, uh, you served them lunch and wine and beer and, and, just, and had, had a great time. Uh, does that, is that pretty typical of what you offer up there? Yeah. For, on, on the rent track side of things, um, you know, the, the open to the public rental carts, um, you know, like I said, that's a Wednesday through Sunday event. Right. And uh, people come out and race and have a beer, glass of wine afterwards or whatever, can make kind of a, I don't say a day of it, but some people hang out here for two or three hours, get some go-kart racing in um, and have fun doing it. And it just recently, two weeks ago, a, a food truck court opened up right next to, right across the street. So uh, it's a really unique environment where, you know, people can come hang out with the food truck. Uh, called the food zone and then go there and have lunch and come over here and ride go karts so how fun so what kind of carts rental carts do you have not that i would know the name brand of them but give me a little background on the rental carts yeah so they're not your typical when you think about go-karting is when you say go-karts both on the rental cart side and on the racing side if you're not familiar with the stuff when you say go-karts people are like oh yeah i have you know a yard cart you know i got a go-kart in my yard i ride around it's nothing like that or you know, like a um, typical amusement park ride, go-kart, where you can put your kid next to you and you don't wear a helmet, uh, and they go about 20 miles an hour. That's not what these are. These are, are rental carts that are open to the public go about 40 or 45 miles an hour. Wow, that's like, fast like, when you got your butt about an yeah. inch off the ground. Yeah, we like to say they're faster than the track, so you actually have to slow down for some of the corners. You cannot go full gas all the way around or you fly off the tracks. Um, you know, it's not... It's just a much different experience. Uh, a lot of people are familiar with indoor karting, uh, but those are all electric. Uh, the ours are gas-powered. You know, electric carts are very controlled in how fast they'll let you go, plus the track's really small. Uh, my rental car track is uh, half of a mile long. It takes the average person about 50 seconds to go to do a lap. Hmm. Um, and so it's thrilling. It's unlike anything else here in Houston. What kind of engines are on those? They have a little Honda, like a Honda GX270, it's called. It's essentially a generator engine, about wow. nine and a half horsepower. How many horsepower? Nine and a half. Nine and a half? That's quite a bit. 
that's a lot. I'm used to the old Briggs and Stratton that's two horsepower yeah. lawnmower motors. 3.5 with a blower. <laughs> yeah. That's it. And uh, I assume that the, what is it, got a centrifugal clutch on it? Yeah. Yep. Pretty simple. You know, gas and brake. That's all you have to worry about. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what it's all about. So I was involved uh, for a while up at uh, Houston Motorsports Park, and there was a group, uh, I think they're out of Austin, and uh, these are grown men on go-karts going really fast on a three-eighths mile asphalt banked oval, and, uh, and what an absolute blast, and I'm just watching them go on and they all know each other they're all friends they all help each other but when they get on the out of the track it's a whole different thing absolutely that's racing in general right i mean the racing community is you know we're all a tight-knit family and everyone knows everybody and everyone's helpful and friendly but when you strap on the helmet and jump in the in the car, car you know it's game on and so everyone wants to win and do their best well you had mentioned in 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 your resume here sprint road racing and oval now i i don't tell me what the difference is well obviously sprint is what so my, my car track right here the one that's behind me um is a sprint track so an average sprint track is uh, call it a small road course right yeah uh, my track is 0.8 of a mile uh 15 corners that's a sprint track uh road racing is if when we take uh, and go to Road America, Road Atlanta, uh, Laguna Seca, any of those big tracks, those are called road racing. Wow, and you, you take the carts on those big tracks like that? Oh, yeah. yeah. And what fun. kind of speeds do you get up on those? <laughs> well, it turns out I own the all-out half record at Road America, which is, I don't know if you're familiar with Road America, but it's a four-mile road course. And uh, I was in a 250 twin supercart that made about 100 horsepower, oh and it went north of north of 150 miles an hour. <laughs> so, yeah, with with uh, uh, no roll bar and no mm-hmm. sides, and you're just sitting out there all all by yourself. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, well, it's kind of crazy. To be fair, I would never let my kid do it, <laughs> and I wouldn't do it anymore. I'm a little more mature and wiser now, I suppose, but. Uh, um, I can't believe I did. It was always a bucket list of mine to be able to to race with Paul's cart, and oh. uh, finally got to do that for a couple of years. And uh, it's so fast, believe how fast they are. But um, yeah. I did that. I'm not doing that again. Well, I worked with a guy by the name of Lee Beard, who is a drag racing legend, and uh, he was a driver early on, and then he went on to be a crew chief. And uh, one or two of his sons, I think, uh, were really into the competitive go-kart. And I, I remember him talking about the fact that it was really a step toward open-wheel racing. And so many of the open-wheel guys uh, actually start in go-karts like you were talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would say... Every Formula One driver uh, did karting and still does. Uh, most IndyCar guys, uh, believe it or not, even NASCAR guys, uh, the majority of them, you either pick one or two routes. You either pick karting or you pick roundy round, you know, something of band- starting bandoleros and yes. move on to midgets and sprint cars or whatever. Or in Chase Elliott's case, he started off in karting. They did karting uh, and then moved on to stock cars and you know, the ARCA type things. Um, so he kind of did it all. What is what is what is it about go karting that is uh, so relative and uh, actually one of those things that 
All of these people that you hear about, these famous people, go to go-karting. What is it about the go-kart that is so relatable to moving up into actual full-blown race cars? Well, there's, for me, um, you can start at a very young age. Uh, believe it or not, karting here at our track starts at five years old. Um, the first age group is five to seven or eight years old, and they just keep on going. So one, you can start at a very young age. To me, it's one of the purest and rawest forms of racing next to call it sprint cars, you know. Um, there's a reason Kyle Larson constantly does races sprint cars and late models and all that other stuff. Um, and, and so for me, karting has always been like the purest wheel-to-wheel action. You know, by the time these kids turn 16, they've had eight years or nine years of racing experience under their belt. And it makes it real easy to make things happen in a yeah. go-kart so much faster. To jump to the next level. In a real yeah. race car. Yep. You know, the, the closest thing to a the fastest go-kart out there is what we refer to as a shifter cart. The closest thing to a shifter cart is really somewhere about IndyCar or Formula One level. And so in terms of how quick things happen, uh, the endurance level that it takes. And uh, so you jump out of a go-kart and jump into a car and a car almost feels so mobile. So these kids that, you know, have eight years of racing under their belt by the time they jump in a car, it almost seems effortless. I worked with a young man, the gentleman, uh, Jim McMurray, uh, when I was with uh, Keystone. His son was Jamie McMurray. Yeah, Jamie, Jamie and I are longtime friends. Jamie started out in shifter carts, and I think his first NASCAR run was in the Craftsman truck. And then he took over Sterling Marlin's ride, uh, the yep. number 27, and then progressed through that, through his own uh, skills and whatnot. Now he's a commentator. But, yeah, I've known Jamie when he was in shifter carts. Imagine that. Yeah. Now, Jamie and I grew Jamie's from Joplin, Missouri. I'm yep, from St. Sure Louis, is. Missouri. And we drew, we grew up as kids racing together all the time. His dad's down. still involved in, oh, yeah. in go-karting. <laughs> Jim, Jim is a character. Yeah. So why would a professional race car driver, <clears throat> uh, let's just use it NASCAR, uh, run a race uh, on, on an oval track and then go back to karting? Is it just to keep the skills honed? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's skill set and your reaction time and the physical training. And now, to be honest, you know, they, the NASCAR runs a lot of road courses. Yes. And one of, one of the key successes to being successful on the road course is is knowing how to do it. I mean, and, and loving to do it. If you ask Chase Elliott, you know, why he's so successful on the road courses, is because he just loves driving a road course. Now, are those shifter carts that they use on the road courses? Either one, shifter, non-shifter, any of that stuff. Really? And with the yeah. shifter carts, now, what kind of a transmission does it have? And how do you shift it? Well, think of it like a motorcycle. It used to be a motorcycle, like a CR125 motorcycle dirt bike engine. Yep. Um, and the gear shift lever is hooked to a rod that's up by the steering wheel, and it's just forward and back like you motorcycle. I got or, you. Or like a Nowadays, paddle shifter. Yeah. Yeah, the paddle. People have rigged up paddles in the past. The problem is karting is so physically demanding as it is. The moment you start doing this all the time, then you get crazy arm pump. Um, and it, it's just not as quick of, a, of a, an action by just grabbing the, the correct rod and boom, 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 boom. It happens so huh. fast. Is there a clutch on it? Yeah. I mean, just it's you know, like a motorcycle. Yep. Motorcycle engine, right? Interesting. So yeah. clutch is, the clutch lever is up by the steering wheel. And, but the only time you ever use it is to start the race. So the unique thing about shipping carts is the, the way they start the race is Formula One style. Well, mine up. Yes. Backed up, and then the green 
green flag throws and everyone can jump the clutch away you go. Each hit will out the clutch. How much fun Kind of like a clutch flight. You know, the old clutch flights we'd rig up to where launch with a clutch, and then after that, you just shift it like yeah. an automatic. Yeah. That's exactly right. Wow. All right. Darn. We're all it. coming out to your place. Do you, do, you, <laughs> do, you, do you give lessons? I mean, you know, if if, uh, if I've got a five-year-old, and I yep. want to get him exposed to uh, carting, do you have an entry-level uh, lesson thing going on up there? Absolutely. Yeah, that's part of the... the the resume, resume you read there said mentioned Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. So that's my school. Um, I teach people how to, how to drive, um, and that's from the five- or six-year-old that you mentioned that just, you know, wants to get into it to somebody that's more advanced and has year ex- years of experience. But um, the day-to-day, to be honest, we, I do classes every day. It's called a kart racing experience. And uh, guys like you can come out, bring a couple buddies, and I get you right behind the wheel of one of our – uh, 125cc Rotax single speed go karts, not a shifter. Right. Um, and it's a little two hour program. It's $249, and we get to ride out on track with a little safety briefing, and away we go. So, so would it have room for Don's oxygen tanks? I My mean, oxygen <laughs> tank. Just, oh, that's good. You could disguise yeah. it as nitrous. As a little older guy, but no, but but like a five year old. Uh, is it? Do you have smaller? carts or pedal yeah, extensions yeah, yeah. okay yeah for each of the categories from that five to seven eight-year-old range is called a kid cart and it's small and then from seven slash eight up to 12 they're in what's called a cadet cart it's sort of a medium-sized cart and then okay. anything 12 and above you're in what's referred as a full Okay. Yeah, okay. well, Don, Don's a new grandfather and he's got plans for the grandson clearly oh, yeah. do yeah absolutely <clears throat> well, well yeah. speaking of which so so let me ask you this do you, do you have it like a gift certificate program? I mean, yeah, yeah. You can uh, on our website. Christmas you can present. buy gift certificates on there for, for both the classes uh, and our arrive and drive. It's just a gift certificate can be used for it. That's on our website. Um, great for gift buying ideas for birthdays, Christmas. We sell a lot of gift cards at Christmas time and stuff. Yeah, my my son's old enough that he you know he got a full time job and everything. Grown man buys what he wants and so I, I have a hard time getting him things that that are kind of yeah, different there you go. And, and that's what popped into my mind said, Man, it's usually bail money they'll make though. up for all <laughs> <laughs> exactly. that would be a great gift <laughs> no doubt alan it's a pleasure to talk to you thank you so much thank you how do we find out more information about the the speed sports racing park uh go to the website it's simple uh speed sports racing park dot com and that speed sports with a z there's a z on the end it's part of our logo so speed sports with a z on the end racingpark.com yeah I've, be, ju- I've just posted it on our social media we'll be in touch thank you maybe we'll come out one day and uh and just yeah. uh and, and have a tear it up out there well maybe not tear it up but no don't tear it up you're not allowed to tear it up <laughs> well we'll tear it up well you know what i'm saying yeah alan thanks yeah. again take care of yourself that's cool thanks guys appreciate thank, you thank you very cool. Mm-hmm. I can uh, see I'm, that. I'm thinking Kylie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. His granddaughter. Well, there's also the you know the, the mini dragsters too that well, yeah. just fitted in years you know yep. last year. Yep. Yep. Uh, time now for the cruise in calendar, and Conrad has that. I got more than one. Okay. More than one calendar, but just don't make it any more than a minute. <laughs> Muffin and mufflers at Darlin's Diner. In Flatonia, Texas, <laughs> yeah. 
is this afternoon at 11 to 4. Everybody's got a new name. And, of course, Nifty 50 is on Buckhorn, Buckthorn Place in the Woodlands is tonight from 3 to 10. Uh, shootout Saturday at Houston Motorsports Park is this afternoon. starts at 4 p.m. Night Lights is 5 to 9 p.m. Uh, off of Gessner Road in Houston. Um, the Cypress West Houston Vintage Car Meetup at the Twisty Treat at Fry Road in Cypress, Texas, starts at 6 p.m. tonight. Wheels and Wine at Bordeaux Vino Wine Bar. Oh, there you go. At Research Forest in the Woodlands, starts tonight at 6 p.m. Uh, tomorrow is Classic, Classically Car, Classically Classic Car Show. That's hard to read. Uh, 707 Del Webb Boulevard in uh, Richmond, Texas. Um, the... Uh, Car Church at the Segundo Coffee Lab uh, at 7-Eleven Milby in Houston. And then the Tomball Locals Car Meet at Coles at 29-20 in Tomball. Uh, and that's uh, tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Thank you, sir. Time now for this hour's car review. Had a chance to drive the 2023 Lexus ES350. Here are the trim levels that are available. It starts off as the ES350. That's the base trim level. Then it goes to Luxury. Ultra Luxury, F-Sport Design, and F-Sport Handling. I had the F-Sport H, which stands for Handling. This is a compact sedan, seats five people, including the driver, all new for 2019. Spindle grille with lots of sharp angled lighting features. Fastback sedan design, very swoopy and very aero. F-Sport includes trunk-mounted spoiler, yep, on a Lexus, on an ES. Uh, chrome dual exhaust tips mounted in the aero valance panel. What I liked about it, the overall look, very swoopy, a long four-door saloon. Ooh, what could use improvement? Nothing. Interior highlights, beautiful new 12-inch infotainment touchscreen, and I want to underscore that because they have finally got rid of the mouse pad on the... <sighs> yes. Thank you, Lexus. Thank you. The dash has angled design elements that mix well with its features. Wrap around, comfortable bucket seats. Mark Levinson sound system. This thing is just awesome. Trunk room, large, with a uh, kind of a small opening. But that's just the way that these cars are these days. What I liked about it, no more touchpad controller for the infotainment system. Way to go, Lexus. What could use improvement? Help me find something. I can't find anything. I just love this car. 3.5 liter V6 engine. More horsepower. <clears throat> nope. 302 horsepower, 267 pound-feet of torque, 8-speed automatic transmission. It's rated for 22 miles per gallon in the city, 31 on the highway, for a combined of 25. I got 27.7 miles per gallon, wow. over 423.9 miles. What I liked, perfectly matched power and transmission. Well, that's good. Don't change it. Ride and handling. Controllable, luxurious ride quality swoopy that's what he said but a but swoopy not saloon <clears throat> yeah but not not a uh, big cush machine like the old buicks you need know, just kind of float across no it wasn't all very controlled pricing base trim price is 47.8 to me that's a bargain my friend <clears throat> that's the trim price mm-hmm. 
Prices tested fifty three seven seventy five. Still not, not a big bad jump. at all. Yeah. yeah. Base model price forty one four forty for Lexus. For Lexus ES three fifty. Competitors: the Acura TLX for thirty nine eight fifty, the Volvo S sixty for forty one three hundred, and the Audi A four for thirty nine nine. All right there in yep. that sweet spot. And uh, I liked it. I like the affordability of it, and I love the luxury of it. Uh, and I am typically not necessarily going toward the luxury model. I, Don Armstrong, would buy this car. It's a nice car. I would buy that car. If somebody would loan you the money. <laughs> well, for 53 that's really not bad. That's, that's, not, that's no. no. It's not bad at all. No. Uh, most SUVs these days, you know, oh, well north of that, well north of sixty-five. This least, thing yeah. is so sweet, sweet. Mm-mm-mm. You know, I got a birthday coming up, Mike. It's about the fifth time he said that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to make. It, I'm going to write it down. Why, this why, time. why does he keep t- saying that? Well, for you know, because he's got a birthday coming up. Yeah, and he wants I mean, us to buy him a car, pool of money, and you know, maybe that uh, Eldorado Barretts would be nice. Pool would be nice. Yeah. There is a story that I have to get in here. This is not typically our automotive news segment, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh-oh. Ready? Mm-hmm. Here this, we go. This is, uh, this is from this morning, automotive news. Sit tight, Mike. Strap it on. Prosecutors have charged 11 men with stealing 86 vehicles worth more than $5 million what? from several Ohio dealerships. The suspects are accused of taking expensive, high-powered models such as Dodge Charger SRT Hellcats and Jeep Grand Cherokee Trailhawks from 26 dealerships over five months. One showroom was robbed three times. A 142-count indictment unsealed last week includes charges of racketeering, conspiracy, grand theft, felonious assault, and aggravated robbery. 90 of the charges were filed against one man, 20-year-old Macklin Wilson, who was arrested in February after police said he led them on a high-speed chase in a stolen Dodge Durango SRT Hellcat. Wow. He and eight other defendants, ages 18 to 22, were in custody last week, according to the Plains dealer in Cleveland. No video? Prosecutors said the men scoped out the dealerships during the day to locate security cameras and key fobs before going back overnight to steal the vehicles. Police believe they stole a total of 126 cars, but the charges relate only to 86 that were later found. One Mercedes-Benz was allegedly driven to Michigan and sold for $4,500. They were giving them away. To felonious. Maha to felonious. (laughs) Blood and DNA found on broken glass at two dealerships helped tie the men to the thefts, along with information gathered from cell phones and social media posts. At one dealership, prosecutors said some of the men gave a salesperson their real names while casing the showroom before stealing from them the same night. Those are real villains in Ohio. Villains and stupid. Oh, and they left DNA behind. Yeah, yeah. in that. Ohio. So yeah, 
You want to steal the car, go to Ohio. The Inwheel Time Car Talk Show is available 24-7 through the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Inwheel Time Car Talk. We also video stream on Facebook, YouTube, and inwheeltime.com. Podcasts at your fingertips on over a dozen of the most popular podcast outlets. The Inwheel Time Car Talk Show continues right after these brief messages. Everyone at the Tailpipes and Tacos Cruise in at the Loopy Tortilla Tex-Mex in Katy, thank you for participating in the best cruise in around and look forward to seeing you again. You'll hear about the next cruise-in date right here on In Wheel Time. Next time you're in the West Houston Energy Corridor area, be sure and stop in at the original Loopy Tortilla Tex-Mex at I-10 and Highway 6 or the KD location on the Grand Parkway at Kingsland Boulevard. When passing through Beaumont or College Station, stop in and have Loopy's award-winning beef fajitas and frozen margaritas. There's always a celebration at Loopy Tortilla. Loopy Tortilla founder Stan Holt and his wife Sheila are winning racers on the NHRA drag racing circuit and have a collection of hot rods and classics that everyone appreciates. Look for them at the next Tailpipes and Tacos Cruise-In. The date will be announced soon and will once again be held at the Loopy Tortilla Tex-Mex on 99 and Kingsland Boulevard, just south of I-10 and Katy. We'll give you all the details right here on the Inwheel Time Car Talk show and online donations benefit god's garage we'll see you then you own a car you love well, why not let gulf coast auto shield protect it houstonian john gray invites you to his state-of-the-art facility to introduce you to his specialist team of auto enthusiasts we promise you'll be impressed whether you're looking to massage your original paint to a like new appearance apply a ceramic coating install a paint protection film Nano ceramic window tent or new windshield protection called ExoShield, Gulf Coast Auto Shield is where Houston's car people go. Curbed your wheels? Instead of buying new, why not have them repaired? How about a professionally installed radar detector? Gulf Coast Auto Shield does that too. Get a peek inside the shop and look at the services offered by getting online and heading to GCAutoShield.com. Better yet, stop by their facility at 11275 South Sam Houston Tollway, just south of the Southwest Freeway, and get a personal tour. Gulf Coast Auto Shield is your place to go for all things exterior. Call them today, 832-930-5655 or gcautoshield.com. The award-winning in-wheel time car talk show is available on the most popular podcast channels out there in 30-minute episodes. We realize our three-hour live show can be difficult to catch in its entirety, so now you can listen every day to a convenient, fresh 30-minute episode. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible, along with a dozen more. In Wheel Time has the most informative automotive guest interviews and new car reviews, along with popular features including Conrad's Car Clinic and This Week in Auto History, along with automotive news headlines. Our live broadcast airs every Saturday, 8 to 11 Central, on InWheelTime.com, the iHeart app, and on YouTube. Be sure to say hello when we're broadcasting from the Tailpipes and Tacos Cruise In, Autorama, and the Houston Auto Show, among others. Now, it's easier than ever to hear about all things automotive all week long. You're invited to join fellow car enthusiasts in becoming part of the ever-growing in-wheel-time car talk family. Don't forget those 30-minute podcast episodes on your favorite podcast channel. That's it for this podcast episode of the In-Wheel-Time Car Show. I'm Don Armstrong, inviting you to join us for our live show every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and our InWheelTime.com website. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart Podcast, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Music. Keep listening, and we'll see you soon.